Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast with your host, Katie Pijanowski. I am still working on a new intro to this podcast because I have some just exciting updates that are kind of going on with my coaching business. I've been doing a lot of deep work in the background of renovating the foundations of my business. And that is really thanks to my coach and mentor, Kat Lee, who has been taking me through a really incredible process. And I'm just really thankful. And I feel like for once, I feel really grounded and really safe in this like experience of being able to think about how exactly do I want my business to look and feel and how do I want it to support not only myself but support others around me and so I'm really excited about those different changes that are coming and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that. I don't have offerings completely thought out yet. This is still something I really am working on sinking into. But I think that the story I have to share today is going to actually speak to a lot of the work that I'm going to be offering in the very near future. But before I jump into the story and the title of this episode, which is how lift driving is a spiritual process, which is you're probably like, what the hell? (laughs) What does that mean? We'll get into that. I wanted to again reiterate that this month until March 31st, 2022, Chelsea Mies and I, my coach best friend, are opening applications to our women's wellness retreat happening on October 5th through 9th of 2022 in Buena Vista, Colorado. Y'all, this is going to be the experience of a lifetime. Like I really feel strongly that this is the the year and the time and just the container in which we've created this experience to be not only in the mountains where there's just this beautiful scenery to be able to recharge. We're keeping the groups really intimate. Only 12 people can actually be accepted into this retreat that we are doing and the experiences and workshops that we are creating in order to help women to recharge their mind, heart, body, and spirit is just going to be life-changing. Like I have no doubt about it. So I wanted to first share about that. It is called Trust Fall Into You, which is actually our website. So if you want to learn more about what is this women's wellness retreat, is this the right fit for me, and to apply for a spot to join us, please visit www.trustfallintoyou.com and we will have all that linked up in the description of this podcast today so that we can get you accepted into this incredible experience. It's going to be one to remember. Now, like I had just mentioned previously, this episode is titled Lift Driving as a Spiritual Experience and or a spiritual journey rather. And I wanted to do this episode actually for a really long time. And now I'm finally sitting down, actually laying down on my yoga mat here in my room after a wonderful Sunday brunch and connection time with some of my closest friends. And I thought, you know, today's the day. Today's the day I'm going to share about this fun little experience called Lyft driving. I'm sure you also have heard of and probably used a ride share like Uber or Lyft. And back in 2021, May of 2021 to be exact, I actually signed up to do ride sharing and I needed some extra money, was trying to work on my own financial journey of paying down debt and becoming more responsible financially. So 
because of my current positions. Um, I do a lot of things, as you might have noticed from this podcast. I have my coaching. I am a studio manager at a, a fitness studio currently and was just looking to kind of accelerate my financial journey. So I signed up to be a rideshare driver and I really had the intention of using this experience as one to really practice a lot of the things that I, I coach on. So some of those things require, like with Lyft driving, for example, as a driver, when you log on and decide that, hey, I'm going to drive today or um, like for a couple hours, you can truly drive for as long as you want. I usually do, you know, a couple hours at a time. And when you press go online, it truly is up to the app and the universe (laughs) to where you're going to go next and who you are going to interact with. And I really set this intention that I only come across really great people and I only come across, you know, really safe people and that I never have problems with people. And to be honest, now sitting here in March of 2022, after doing 400 rides, over 400 rides over those months, I can tell you that I've really only had two kind of not great experiences out of those 400, which is a lot to be said there. So with this process though, one thing I really realized as I was doing it is not only did I have to like surrender to where it was going to take me, who I was going to pick up, but I had to really practice managing my mind and managing my own expectations, really learning how to keep calm and peace within my own body. And as someone who has struggled for most of my life with disconnecting from my emotions, disconnecting from just life, and had a lot of social anxiety growing up, I used this opportunity to really sink into my body, to allow the experience to unfold however it was going to unfold, to not really force conversations or really try to do anything. I was mostly just trying to be present in the experience and to just provide whoever was driving a safe destination to their safe destination, so to speak. So there was plenty of times though where I would I would feel this anxiety like bubbling up inside me and maybe a passenger I had was really quiet and I'd be wondering to myself, oh my gosh, should I be saying something? Are they, What are they thinking about me? And I had to really look at my mind and be like, oh my goodness, this is me. I'm creating these stories. They're probably just fine. If they need anything, they can ask. And it's just so interesting how our brains like to offer all these really crazy stories to us. And I was able to really use this experience to learn how to sink in and calm down a lot of those thought processes a lot through breath work because obviously I was driving so there really wasn't that many tools that you can do when you're focusing on driving and potentially you know interacting with another human there's only so many coping mechanisms you can use in that situation and so when I found this anxiety bubbling inside or maybe it was just a little bit of like unsettled feelings wasn't really sure maybe I was just like kind of tired or maybe even a little resentful that I was left driving at the time and I just noticed I wanted to learn how to notice this in my body like where was I feeling it 
Was it in my my shoulders or my chest or in my throat? How did I know that it was this feeling? And I really offered myself that space to dive deeper into what is this emotion going on here and how can I bring myself back to peace? And a lot of times I would really focus on, okay, you know, my my butt is in this chair. I'm pressing against the back of the chair. I take long, deep breaths, a lot of times practicing a technique called four-square breathing. So if you haven't heard of four-square breathing, it's really simple. It's essentially you breathe in for four counts, you hold in your breath for four counts, you release for four counts, and then you hold out for four counts. So four-square breathing, there you go. Pretty simple tactic. You can do it anywhere. No one would ever even know you're doing it. So this is a, a coping mechanism that I used throughout this experience, and it really got me to practice a lot of these things. Practicing surrender, practicing interacting and networking with other people, which is a funny thing because I think that other people really perceive me as someone who's really extroverted, but it's something that I've really had to learn because I used to be so uncomfortable with who I was. I was very objectified in my experience, and when I say that, I mean what I was doing in many of my situations is my thoughts were consumed about how others perceived me, right? So I was being very self-objectified and I wasn't actually in my body asking myself, how do I feel in this experience? And that was something I got to practice a lot during lift driving. It's still something I do occasionally as well, but it's something that I get to practice all the time with that to actually be in my body and ask me, ask myself, what is it that I'm feeling in this experience? And just the nature of who I am, I'm always going to be very observant and very aware of how other people are feeling. And I'm very naturally intuitive and gifted at meeting people with where they're at and comforting them. So I know that about myself. But something that I've really just learned to sink into is just learning how to feel into my experience and, and to not go into that mental space of like self-objectification. So that was another really big thing that I got to practice. I got to see how, again, my brain would offer me all these really crazy things. And I would say things like, oh my gosh, like why would this person not tell me, like give me better instructions to come get them? Um, when I was at, I w- I'm thinking of a particular instance where I was picking up a passenger and the gate wasn't working and I was trying to call them and interact with them and they weren't really being very helpful for me tr- to try to like navigate to me. And so I really <laughs> I remember being like really angry. I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, judging this person, like why would they not give me better instructions? This is their fault. And looking back on that experience, I was like, oh, that's so interesting that I chose to like fall into a lot of this judgment and to blame this other person when I was, I really just didn't need to go to that place, right? Like nothing was wrong. They just had a different communication style and I was expecting them to react and uh, respond in a different way, which I think is another really interesting thing that you got, I got to observe during this 
kind of experiment, so to speak, is the expectations that we hold about how other people should act and how they should respond to us and how if they do not meet those, what our story is that we tell us ourselves, right? It's so interesting. So all of that, and I got to learn how to practice just the, the practice of letting go, like let go of just anything that happened, um, any conversations, just letting go of like where I was going to end up that day, not really controlling it, just kind of allowing myself to flow. And it's just been a really interesting learning experience. I think that's really what it comes down to. And I actually feel even, even if I don't feel this all the time, because there was plenty of times where I was like, man, I actually need to go do this because I need a little bit of extra money and I don't want to and blah, blah, blah. I would get into kind of like that victim mindset of like my life should be different and kind of going down that rabbit hole, right? And how often do our brains like to offer us those things? But those thought processes can often leave us cornered and they don't allow us to think about solutions and to think about the blessings that we actually do have. And I truly do think that this experience was placed into my life to teach me a lot of these things and to teach me to let go of control and to surrender to what was happening and to learn how to just communicate with just anyone and everyone and become a better communicator myself and just practice being with people, being present and Another thing I kind of recognized too was that as a life coach, I got to offer people a lot of the gifts that I have that I offer my clients in these short little conversations. I had a a young man actually ask me one time, I was picking him up from what I thought was his girlfriend's and he was really quiet. Like we talked a little bit and all of a sudden he asked me, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah, he must have been about 18. And he started telling me about this situation with like him and this girl. And he's like, you know, we've been dating or like, you know, kind of like hanging out all the time. And I really like her, but she keeps saying that like, I'm just her best friend. And so I was able to kind of like just chat with him through this experience and kind of like learn more about where he was at with this and kind of just my perspective of someone as someone who was a little bit older and not to say that I have all the answers and I don't claim to have all the answers. I definitely don't. I only have my experience to speak to, but that's just one of the very many examples I have of a really just natural conversation that got to happen and how I was able to use my gifts in such a different way. And what a what a great experience. Another fun little factoid that I wanted to bring into this conversation is that many times I would ask for signs as I was driving. Like, am I headed in the right direction? Am I even even though I feel like I'm in a really kind of challenging place in my life and I'm still kind of very much in that place as I record this for you today. I'm in this very interesting transition in my life and for quite a few months I really let that weigh on my mindset. I really allowed myself to come into this place of victimhood where I felt really helpless, where I felt confused, 
where I didn't feel empowered to take action towards what I wanted to do. In fact, I it was really hard for me to even articulate what it is I wanted. I just would say that things were too hard right now and once I had XYZ thing figured out, then I would be able to think about the next thing. And so I would often ask for signs as I was driving and my signs are usually in forms of like angel numbers or repeating numbers and I often ask to see butterflies and there was quite a few times when I was lift driving where butterflies like monarch butterflies okay like your traditional orange and black butterflies which I do not see on a daily basis okay here in Dallas would fly directly in front of my windshield. And I had a moment too where I was stopping, I was lift driving and I needed gas. So I stopped and got gas, went inside, came back out and was about to get in my car. And I'm not even kidding, this monarch butterfly flew directly over my head and out in front of me. And I remember kind of getting chills, like, holy shit, like, okay like I am being told that I am headed in the right direction and that even though this feels really challenging right now that this is on purpose and that this is teaching me and preparing me for what's next and I really held on tight to that and it helped me to really shift over these last couple of months to taking ownership for where I'm at and to getting clear about what it is I want and that has just been such a gift it's been such a gift, but I can tell you this, a couple of months ago, like I would not have been able to articulate this the same exact way because I was really just in the shit, you know, and I really decided that I don't want to feel this way about this circumstance that I'm currently in. And I know five years from now, when I look back at this piece of my life, I it's going to make sense. I'm going to be grateful for the challenges that arose during this time and that were really pushing me in this direction of growth that I needed. And it's going to make sense one day. But right now, it's just in the shit. And how do I want to actually show up for people? Another question I really started to ask myself recently is if I already had everything that I desired, how would I show up in the world? How would I interact with others? How would I interact with myself? And these were things that I really started to ask myself that allowed me to be able to step in to that experience and to take on a lot of those thoughts and feelings. And I can tell you like truly, truly over the last couple of weeks, I have just felt more connected, more grateful, more grounded, and more hopeful, I suppose, about where my future is going um, than I have in months. And I feel just very, a lot of appreciation for that, a lot of appreciation for the friends I have in my life, and appreciation for myself. In fact, self-appreciation is something that I started to pick up again as a daily journaling practice of appreciating the things that I am doing and the things that I am that are helping me to move in the direction of where I'm headed. (sighs) Lots of things, lots of things, which 
perfectly transitions into where I'm feeling like my coaching is blossoming into. This is a really exciting transition and I was writing about it a little bit this morning. In fact, I was just telling one of my best friends about it today about how I am so happy that I've gotten to do a lot of work with body image and food and fitness and all of these elements. I would not be here in the shoes that I'm in today without those experiences of growth. But I'm come to, I've come to this place where I don't want it to just be body image coaching and food. I think that those are always going to be really great pieces of knowledge that I have to carry in any situation. But where I'm feeling called to really serve women specifically, apparently that's a hard word today, specifically, (laughs) is to really help them become connected to their life vision, to become connected to themselves, and to help them through transitions in their lives, whether that be transitions into different careers, transitions out of school, transitions with relationship status, um, financial transitions. There's so many different transitions that we go through in our lives as humans. And the first thing that we do when we go through something challenging and stressful, like a transition, is we often want to jump out of our body right away. So like metaphorically, but oftentimes we want to be really in our heads and we're just busying ourselves and we're we're essentially being disconnected from the wisdom that our body holds about what needs to be felt and cleared in these really challenging times. And it makes sense that we want to do this. It makes complete sense that we would want to disconnect from these really overwhelming feelings as we try to navigate who we are in these new circumstances and This is something I experienced intensely when I went through a breakup after a six-year relationship. I had identified myself so closely to that relationship that it was hard for me to even recognize who I was outside of that relationship as an individual person. And that's really where I feel called to help women because I don't want to just treat symptoms of what's going on. Um, I really want to help them to heal at a core level. And with my background in habit change and transformational coaching method, which is essentially inner childhood healing, I'm really confident that this is going to be a really big way that I help people. And I'm not really exactly sure how it looks yet in the form of an offering but I know that this this makes sense. It actually even makes sense when I think of my business name that I made three years ago, Mind and Body Strong. It's the name of this podcast. I think I always knew at a core level that what I wanted to do was help people be able to manage their minds. And the body part started for me in this fitness realm. But what it has become for me is this embodiment practice, this practice of befriending your body and understanding that our bodies are communicating with us always through the form of not language but feelings and they're always telling us where we might need nourishment what we might need to release and let go of and I think it's this beautiful co co co-creative process that we get to have like our mind and bodies are truly never separate so we really need to understand them as a whole not only separately 
separately is great too, but we like they're always going to be one unit. There is not one without the other. So we need to learn how to understand them and learn how to sink into our experience and to be be and feel grounded in our experience, especially during these challenging times, because if there's one thing we can be sure of in this grand scheme of life is that things will always be changing. Change is inevitable in life, and the way that we respond to that can really feel empowered or it can put us in that victim state. And this is not a judgment at all, because if you find yourself in that place of victimhood, thinking it's too hard to get out, I can't see the way, like I hear you. I have been there so many times myself. The amount of life transitions I have made in even just these last five years of my life have been just really challenging. And what I know is that when you have support through that and when you can feel grounded in yourself and when you no longer have to disconnect and numb from the experiences that you're having and you can process them healthily, there is just an infinite amount of energy and power inside of you that needs to be released, that wants to be released, that wants to be shared. And so that's just a little taste of what's to come. A lot of that energy is going to be be, be putting into be put into rather the retreat that Chelsea and I will be running, where we really help to lead women into this. Um, collaborative process of learning how to come home to ourselves to trust ourselves at a core level so that's really all i have to say for you today my friends but i hope you enjoyed this story and if you enjoy hearing more of these solo apps please leave a five-star rating review here on apple itunes send me a dm on instagram I would love 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 to hear from you and if this touched you in any way like hearing from you would mean the absolute world to me (sighs) so thank you so much friends for listening to my little story sending you so much love to you no matter where you are at in the world and until next time take care